La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding-ding-dong. Hey, bonjour, rugby friends, and welcome to another edition of French Rugby Connections with moi, Véronique Lanzou, and... And my good self, born in the land of the Six Nations Champions 2021, Mike Pierce. Who else have been so lucky? That's all I can say. Lucky, no, no, no. You can be, you can be lucky in a match, but not in a whole tournament. So what uh, Nelson Mandela said once? No, go on, tell me. He said, that would be your French lesson for today. Je ne perds jamais, soit je gagne, soit j'apprends. <laughs> Rugby friends, I'm really pleased today as Serge Betzen kindly has accepted my invitation to discuss his thought about the Six Nations for Les Bleus. So, Serge, how are you anyway, first of all? Yes, I'm, I'm really good. I'm uh, in good form. The weather is great in London, so we are, I'm happy. Good, good. So, what is your assessment of Les Bleus during this uh, Six Nations tournament? We were hoping for uh, some silverware, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I think we, we were expecting uh, a lot uh, from, from France, but unfortunately the, the composition make, make us uh, really hard. And that showed that uh, the Six Nations competition is something uh, very special. So they managed to finish in second yes. in, uh, in the competition. And again, I think we we are very proud of, of them and we are very proud of, of the pro progress the team are, are doing. So hopefully we'll see a French team next year who are in position to, who will be in position to do something special because we, we, we believe in the, in the team and, and we are definitely very grateful for what we will be they deliver this session. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, which areas do you think they they played really well? They excelled, and areas where they need to work on. I think in in, uh, in the way they're playing, uh, they're playing one of the most exciting for these Six Nations. So, I think the flair, the the talent, the quality of, of the player is there for sure. And I think they're the, the playing and exceptionally well, scoring some amazing tries. And in, in, in let's say, in, in progress, I think the management of the game is one of the areas I think France will uh, have to work with. It, it's, it's true that with those talent uh, young players discovering the, the, the Six Nations, I think now it will be the time to confirm the talent, to confirm that competitive and, and to confirm that they learn from the first two Six Nations. Exactly. And we've got plenty of talent. Everybody is envying us. Uh, Antoine Dupont, Robin Tamac, Olivon, Bay. So many. We've got a plethora of very talented players. And uh, yeah, but it's still work in progress. So Women's Six Nation is starting this weekend, Serge. Will you be watching it? And do you think that France might bring back some silverware? 
Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Great support of women's rugby and always looking to watch their games. And, and I remember actually in, in November, I think France was playing against England at Twickenham and they, they were winning half time and, 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 and last minute they lost the game. And, and I, I know that the girls are really, really competitive and they are really looking to do something special. We, we know that the World Cup, Women's World Cup, will be postponed for next year. And I think that the girls will look at to do something special. Even if there is no World Cup, then they will focus on just the Six Nations and I hope they will uh, do something special. I completely agree with you. Last year, I remember watching that game as well against England. It was very cruel. So thank you ever so much, Serge. I really appreciated your time. And I hope to see you very soon when the stadiums are open again to the general public. Yeah, yeah, pleasure. Listen, nice talking to you and see you soon. Work in progress. Only young. They've got uh, Navarrete. Yeah, She's 24 yeah. years old, 26 selection. And they, they'll become stronger when 2023 happens. So congratulations to Wales. Thank you very much. I'll pass it on to the boys. And you had a bet. You said that if Scotland would win, you would think you would give a rendition of <laughs> Scottish Scot yeah. Go on. And okay, here we go. Oh, flower of Scotland, when will we see like again? That fought and died for your wee bit hill and glen that stood against. Hey, you can sing. That's really good. But you are, you are a musician as well, so that helps. Well, the Welsh, it's in our blood. Music is in our blood, I'm, in our soul and all yeah. that sort of stuff. I wish I could sing, but I can't. Oh, well, maybe. Well, there you go. But one, one, day, day. one day I'll practice. I'll practice La Marseillaise. <laughs> Or Douce of France, probably. Anyway, Six Nations. France 23, Scotland 27. Who'd have believed it? Eh? Who'd have believed that? Uh, here we go. So as a summary, what a crazy, crazy Six Nations. I read somewhere, I think in the Times, that Stephen Jordan said that it was one of the best Six Nations ever. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that statement. I would say it was definitely a Six Nations full of surprises. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You know. <laughs> So I think they said eight matches were won within one score. So it was exciting all the way through, wasn't it? And with the exception of Italy, you, you were never really 100% sure who was going to win. It was played at the very last minute. So it, it made the, for some very tense watching, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for you, it was France versus Wales. So you see, you, you lost your hair. Well, you don't have much yeah, well, hair. Yeah, <laughs> well, I did have weight for more grey. <laughs> But I tell you, I'd be nice to have a Friday night without that stress. <laughs> That's two Friday nights. Uh, I nearly had a breakdown. And from my side, on the French side, obviously we were hoping for Les Bleus to win some silverware, but it didn't happen, which was a bit disappointing. But I think there were probably too much pressure on the shoulders of the players and towards the... The second half, I think they may have lost the plot slightly in terms of their strategy. France 23, Scotland 27. Who'd have believed it? Eh? Who'd have believed that? Uh, they, they made some mistake. And, uh, yes. On the waffles. 
And that COVID episode didn't yeah, happen I, at you know, all. I, no. I think you're right. I think that really disrupted their their tournament. I think up until then they were sailing. I think if they'd had the momentum carrying on from that, I think they would have beaten England. And it would have been a different story, wouldn't it? I think so as well. I think you had the Les Bleus pre-COVID and the Les Bleus post-COVID yeah. because uh, some of the players appear to be very tired towards the end, especially the ones that have been sick yeah. with COVID. And as you rightly say, they're inexperienced. I mean, I think what what did it for Wales was that experience of Alan Wynne-Jones, people like Dan Bigger, who have been there before and played in these deciding games. And I think... France will be all the better for this experience. And you're absolutely right in terms of you know, experience did show up uh, in the Welsh team. But in the French team, you know, Gaël Ficou yeah, was excellent brilliant. throughout. 31 years old. And Brice Bulin, yeah. except his, his brain hiccup. <laughs> I'm going to be polite. He played really, really well. So chapeau, chapeau to Brice as well. But they will learn. Well, I just want to touch briefly on a couple of stats from last Friday because uh, the Scots had 61% territory and 44 Present possession, which which is quite unusual with a French team. They're usually pretty high up in the possession sticks. France made 163 tackles to Scotland's 110, and France missed 16 tackles, but they're against Scotland 18, and they conceded 15 penalties each. So yeah, interesting thing on the stats. And of course, poor Brice Dulan. Last week he's the hero in the 80th minute. This week he's the villain in the 80th minute running out, trying to get a try at the end there and give away a penalty resulting in a try for Van der Merwe, which was set up by the son of last week's guest, Adam Hastings. What a coincidence that was. I know, I saw that. I saw that well. <laughs> C'est la vie, that's all I can say. Yes, Brice Dulin had a bit of a brain. Freeze, as they call it. He gave an interview to Midi Olympique saying that he was went so quickly, they were exhausted by that time, and he made an error of judgment for which... Uh, we learn from it, unfortunately. In terms of um, players, I have to say Gaël Ficou and Charles Olivon were yeah. excellent. Absolutely. Charles Olivon and Bruce Dillon played every minute of every game. That's 400 minutes. So that's quite impressive. Quite impressive. Top point scorer for France in the tournament was Mathieu Jalibert. He scored 34 points. The most tackles in the tournament made by Olivon, the captain, 81 and the top try scorers for France, Julian, Peno, and Dupont, all scored three tries. So, yeah, some interesting stats there. Most penalties conceded was five by Olivon and Hawass. Yes. Fascinating. And the Les Bleus are due to meet again, end of June, as they are planning to do an Australian tour. Mm, mm. So there are some discussion right now between LNR and FFR, La, La France, France Rugby, because the dates do clash with the final of the top 14. So food for thought, but obviously they really want to go to Australia you know, to gain even yeah. more experience and to uh, play against a thousand hemisphere team. So it would be good for their growth. So I'm sure they will find an arrangement. Yeah, I think Bernard Laporte said that there's a plan to take the bulk of the squad down while the top 14 final is being played and then the players that are involved in the top 14 final to join the following weeks. The first test will have not full strength, depending, of course, who gets into the top 14 final. 
But there's an issue here as well, Mike. The quarantine laws are very strict in Australia, yeah. in Australia so they have yeah. to be in quarantine for two weeks. It's going yeah. to be an interesting logistical issue, but to be continued. <laughs> So, Mike, what's been happening in terms of Six Nations for the women? You were at the media press conference this morning. Yes, one Six Nations ends, another begins. For the first time, the women's Six Nations is being played as a standalone tournament, not just following the men's. So it should be a big boost for, for women's rugby. There's for, Every game is being covered on terrestrial television on the BBC. And, of course, France have always shown their women's games on primetime television. But for the first time, the BBC are showing England's last game live on BBC primetime television. All the other games are on uh, the red button and online. And, yeah, you can't see the tournament going much beyond England and France, who are the two strongest sides at the moment. But I think everybody's... Very keen. I think there will be an improvement in standards because a lot of the players are playing in the Allianz Premiership, the top uh, women's tournament in England. And it all starts this Saturday. England face Scotland in Doncaster and France play Wales in your neck of the woods in Van in Brittany. I know, in Stade de la Rabine. That's okay. wonderful. That's, That's great. Uh... Yeah, that's positive, bearing in mind as well that Van is likely to be part of the top 14 as well next year. It's, uh, yeah, it's good exposure for, for that stadium. So, yeah, so fascinating tournament. Four, one, two, three, four weekends. It is a truncated tournament. There are two pools. As I say, next weekend, Italy play England, Wales against Ireland. Following weekend, it's Ireland against France in Dublin and Scotland, Italy. And then on the 24th of April, There are three finals where the winner from Group A plays the winner from Group B. The runner-up from Group A plays the runner-up from Group B. And then the third against the third. So it's going to be a great advert for the women's game, I think. And hopefully people will tune in. And I think there is a lot of misconception about women's rugby. as I've covered it quite fully. And I think people will be in for a shock if they tune in and have a look. What I was, I watched the game between um, England and France a few months ago. Yeah. And wow, I was absolutely surprised and shocked by the ferocity yeah. and the toughness. They are going for it, those ladies. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I can't say those ladies, but those women, women players. Yeah. Incredible, incredible feat. I really recommend our listeners to at least have a go and watch, yeah, have a look at uh, watch it, yeah. one game, uh, France, England. One other thing, France are going to play England in a friendly in Lille on the 30th of April when this tournament ends, just as a sort of a warm-up game. It was, I think, originally intended for the World Cup, which was due in New Zealand this year, but that's been postponed to next year. So another Le Crunch to look forward to at the end of April. Excellent. Can't wait. Top 14. What? Only six more games to go. Time How flies. The time has gone. Yeah, absolutely. So, a 20 years weekend of rugby for the top 14. Stade Francais was playing against Clermont. They were uh, an avalanche of cards, actually. Yellow cards were given. One red card was given to Lester Etienne, the 74th minute. Mm. 
Yeah, so it was quite eventful. 19 points from the boot of Camille Lopez, which is quite a good haul. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the overall score was 27 to 34. And latest regarding the Stade Francais that you have heard, but uh, Gaël Ficou is the, the star player, is going to play for Racing next season. Yes. Castro against Poe. Now, that was a high-scoring game. Castro 38, Poe 33. Four tries to three. At halftime, it was pretty close, 22-18 to Castro. 18 points from the boot of uh, Udapeleta. So, yeah, very good win for Castro at home. Mm, interesting. So, Bayonne versus Racing was the game that I watched the highlight on. It was really a frustrating evening for Racing 92 because not only one, but two, but three tries were disallowed after the TMO decision. And apparently, Racing prepared more against the European Championship this weekend yeah. against Edinburgh, Edinburgh, and they may have left the, the preparation yeah. to buy on a bit by the side. Finn Russell was given the red card last week. He will be back on the 18th of April, which doesn't help for yeah. <laughs> the Heineken Cup. But in terms of the, the games, so two tries from Bayonne and, and one try from Racing, Racing 92. And I saw a win for Montpellier at Toulouse, which they said, I think they're still celebrating down in, uh, down in Montpellier. 20, I know. 29-16 to Montpellier. And uh, tries for Mer- Medard scored a try for Toulouse. Um, Lebel scored a try for Montpellier. McConney scored a try for Toulouse. And then Sir Fontaine got one for Montpellier. 16 points from the boot of Lazowski for Montpellier, which played a big part in the win. But yeah, the very morale boosting and points boosting win for Montpellier, which they'll be highly delighted with. They've done really well. Yes, absolutely. I was quite pleased for Montpellier because they've got a long way to go, but they are getting away from the uh, dangerous places at at the bottom. And please as well for Alex Olozovsky, obviously. He'll probably be back at Saracen next uh, season anyway. He was only on loan. If they get promoted, yeah? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course, bien sûr, bien sûr. So another game that took place last weekend was Brive versus Agen at the stadium of Amédée Domenech. And the score was absolutely... How many tries they scored? No. Come on, say, say, say. Oh, blimey, I don't know. Ten, five, eight tries? Yeah, you got it. Yes, exactly. So let's, yeah, eight tries. So let's, let's award the try. Fazo at the 18 minutes. Tuya Kuvu, 33 minutes. Julien Blanc, who scored at the 48 minutes. And it was rather an emotional try because one of the former players, Thomas Lassel, who played for France Provence rugby, was killed in a car yes, accident. Yes, I saw that. was awful, yeah. yeah. And it was very emotional. That was the uh, try for Thomas. Very sad. And I saw they had a minute's silence at the France-Scotland game as well, yes. didn't they? Which was really nice. Exactly, exactly. Then Müller scored a try at 59 minutes. And again at the 64 minutes. Followed by Bitu Yinata, 68 minutes. 
and two by Galala, 76 and uh, 80 minutes. So altogether, it was a plethora yeah. of trials. One other game um, which we got the score of because our correspondent uh, didn't quite get the, the match information due to communications breakdown, and that was Bordeaux 11, La Rochelle 26. So a good away win for Stade Rochelet, which keeps them right there in the, in the top zone of the table. And apparently hadn't won in Chabon, de Bla- Chabon Delma Stadium since 2015. Wow. Yeah, so they've done well. Yeah. 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 And they were very clinical. And so, yeah, so far, I believe they have the best defense of top 14. Wow. And then the last match was Lyon versus Toulon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe when I saw this result. I thought I needed to put my glasses on. I thought. <laughs> Exactly. So the overall score was 54 to 16. They got the bonus offensive. How can we explain that? What? Nonu got a red card the 28 minutes and throughout the match they had to play against 14 men. But uh, Lyon was far more superior in all area mm. of the field. As you can gather, two players were very upset at the end yeah, of the I game bet. because it's probably the worst result this season. Yeah, it's very competitive. So, a very competitive uh, league, isn't it? So what, what's the ranking right now? Toulouse at the top. Number one slot with 66 points. La Rochelle in second with 63. Racing third with 59. Clermont fourth with 59. Separated on points difference. And then in fifth place, Bordeaux with 53. The bottom end, Agen, rooted firmly to the bottom with two points. Poe, second from bottom with 32. Just up above them, Bayonne with 39. And then Montpellier are up to the dizzy heights of 11th place with 40 points. So, yeah, the places are beginning to take shape, but pretty close at the top still. Definitely. But if you look at the mid-table as well, it's pretty pretty close yeah. they want to be in the top six yeah so they can be guaranteed of a place for the Heiner Canes and of course the top two will qualify for the semi-finals and then the top four will fight it out for a place with the barrages so yeah plenty still to play for definitely definitely Heineken Cup I'm looking forward to that I think there'll be some cracking games plenty of French interest starting with the Heineken Cup, Le- Leinster will face Toulon in Dublin on Friday night at half five. That's going to be a cracking game. Gloucester, they're at home to La Rochelle also on Friday at eight o'clock. Then on Saturday, Wasps entertain Claremont. That's at 12.30 and that game is live on Channel 5. Munster, they're at home to Toulouse. There's some cracking tries. That's on Saturday at three o'clock. Exeter. At home to Leon, that's Saturday, 5.30. And then on Sunday, two games, Racing, 92, face Edinburgh, that's at 12.30. And Bordeaux will face Bristol at 4pm. In the Challenge Cup on Friday night, Montpellier, they're at home to Glasgow, that's at 9 o'clock French time. And then on Saturday, Benetton entertain poor old Agen, that's at 4 o'clock. So plenty of French interest this weekend in Europe. 
Yes, amazing, amazing. I love European oh, Cup. There's some, some rings, brilliant, uh, brilliant matchups there. I mean, it's, it's just going to be a brilliant, brilliant weekend. And it's going to be challenging for some teams, so such as uh, Racing 92, who won't have... Um, yeah, won't have Finn Russell there, will they? Correct, that's right. And I shall be at the Stoop on Sunday night for Harlequins against Ulster, which, which should be an entertaining game. Nice one! <laughs> So next week we'll be back with more information about Six Nation women top fourteen, and I think the French lesson yes, will start my again because my Easter holidays will be over. So I have to go back to school now. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Have a great, uh, have a yeah, great have week, a great our week, lovely listeners. And take care. Don't eat too much chocolate. Yeah. And don't forget to rank our podcast and and leave us a, a comment as well and put us a few stars. That would Merci be nice. Bien. Merci, au revoir. au revoir, au revoir. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, ding. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.